rolling out the courthouse. Friday night, X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila and a lime, gonna kick my feet up. Keys on twine. Listening to the Keys on Twine podcast with your hosts, Pope Calhoun and the Good Captain. Let's start the show. Well, I've been working real hard and I'm trying to keep my job, but my drinking keeps on getting in the way. I've got a lot of bills and I'm getting the chills, so I'm switching to Milwaukee N.A. Old Milwaukee N.A. Old Milwaukee N.A. Hey everybody, welcome to Keys on Twine. I am your host, Pope Calhoun, joined as always by the svelte, the lean, the good captain. Pope one. How do you think this went over with that? I've always wanted a correspondence with Steve Miller, so I'm hoping I, to hear uh, hoping to hear from a Steve Miller deep cut is what that was. Well, I'm hoping to get a, a seasoned assist from the man himself. Okay, yeah, I think you know what he's probably got plenty of time on his hands right now to be cutting those. So let's be let's be frank and honest. Yeah, uh, do you want to be frank or honest? I'll be I'll be frank. I guess I can be honest. Okay, so. I, if I wouldn't be honest if I didn't tell you that I had an old Milwaukee non-alcoholic sitting right here in front of me with the pinup girl can. It was a seven ninety nine at Walmart, and one bone I got to pick with Walmart right now. This bone I got to pick with Walmart. It's cheaper to get a twenty four pack of Keystone Light than it is to get a twelve pack of Old Milwaukee NA. Hey, you got to pay for premium, you know. Pay pay for the non-alcohol. Mm-hmm. Pay for the non-alcohol that they're for putting the, in the fluid. For the opportunity. I would also be remiss if I didn't say I also had a Keystone Light here in front of me. So, like, I recognized the good deal of Keystone Light being on sale. Bought the Keystone Light. Also bought the old Milwaukee NAs. We're all human. Yeah, certainly. Um, also got coffee. Yeah. Kind of like a vast spread of kind of uh, potable fluids we got here in front of us. Well, we brought it up in the last episode. You got to have a lot of uppers, a lot of downers. You got to be right towing the line of that, that uh, yin and that yang. Upper, coffee, downer, keystone light, middler, neutraler. Nooch. Neutraler. Yeah, just keeping you a nooch. Old Milwaukee NA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, I don't know if we keep taking classic rock songs and working Old Milwaukee NA in there until we get... Yeah. I, I looked into it. So, I'm saying. Until we get the call from Schlitz, get the call from Pabst, and they say, hey, you're a poster children. I think that could be... could be worth it for us. Yeah. It could be worth it for them. It's really beneficial. I mean, let's just keep keep driving the uh, the listeners towards the product. Let's just see see what we can what we can accomplish. Um, that being said, we are in a new year, twenty twenty. Welcome, cheers, man. Hey, cheers. Yeah, we're actually filming this. Uh, excuse me, not filming this, recording this on New Year's Day, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of like a like a race to the finish. See how fast Pope can edit this guy and get it onto the uh, the podcast land airwaves. Challenge accepted. Um, that being said, do you uh, want to go through like a little Christmas recap or like over the over the holidays where we where we just made it through together? We can certainly, but in order to like uh, like start with the Christmas recap, 
what's Christmas without one, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and two, presents. So, we got some presents from Hazel Tucky in the oh, mail. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. This came like Christmas ha- Eve. Hazel Tucky, I already looked in the box, and not going to lie, showed Pope too. And uh, it's a box full of wrap snacks. Yeah, it is. Dude, it's like every flavor on the planet. So which one do you want to eat right crunchy now? Crunchy curls. I've been thinking about them crunchy, crunchy curls. curls since you first introduced it to me. I think it's all the flavors. Uh... Lil Yachty? Just look for Lil Yachty. Mm, we're saying Lil Yachty, but how about some Fetty Wops? Okay, I can do Fetty Wops. I have also heard that these Lil Boosie, Louisiana Heat um, chips are like the hottest chips on the planet. Oh, no. So you want to save wanna... those for the end of the episode? We could just like a hot ones episode where we're having. Well, okay, I'm, we'll save these. I'm saying the you don't want to top of the show go with a hot shit, right? That's true. All right, so you want to go with these little Romeos barbecuing with my honeys? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and I'll go with these uh, these Fetty Waps uh, jalap- honey jalapenos. Hey, oh, watch it flow! Okay. It's now time for the Romeo show. This man was a staple of Nickelodeon back in the day. I'd be his father honored, is Master P. His. Uh, barbecuing with my honey hazel tucky thank you so much for the wonderful wrap snacks yeah thank you hazel the first time having the honey jalapenos by buddy walk not overly hot but delicious respect especially i mean if you've only got one eye you gotta make it count no that's true gotta shoot your shot these um these barbecuing with my honeys they kind of taste like um Getting your associates to... <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? What college did little Romeo do commercials for? Oh, like uh, Elmhurst. It wasn't was Phoenix it? or it wasn't Everest. He... Oh, it was probably Everest College. I don't think so. I'll look it up. Okay, so what do you want to recap from the holidays, though? Um, I just want to uh, get into at least our gifts that we exchanged with each other. Okay. Um, so the gift you got me, um, the big gift you got me anyways... Uh, didn't quite come on Christmas, but rather came two days after Christmas because it was getting shipped from London. Um, yeah, that's right. We uh, briefly touched on it in a previous episode, but yeah, it was it was lost in uh, the mail for a little bit. It seemed like, and uh, it eventually showed up on the twenty sixth of December. And go figure, it was a Weedus shirt mm. that has a picture of a small dog with headphones on, and then your your awesome bubble letter weedus logo from the uh the late 90s there it's it's probably my favorite shirt of all time right now yeah it's pretty sick it's called uh i think on their website they call it teenage dirt bud yeah it's just like the dog's like a little bud you just want to like you know give a noogie and tell him he's a good boy it's true speaking of uh weedus did you ever hear back from your homie uh dangles did he ever hear his shout out on that episode so here's the thing about dangles i talked to him on the phone yesterday and um I was just like, hey, man, you listened to that podcast I sent you? He goes, oh, no, man, I haven't listened to it yet. I'll listen to it tomorrow. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you, you should probably check it out. You should probably listen to it. Nothing. Mm. Radio silence. So, yeah, he doesn't even know. It'll just, you know what, it, he'll just be so excited when he does hear it, though. That's true. Again, and he realizes it was us. I res- podcast. Yeah, I respect you because you're not, like, out there just shamelessly plugging our show to your, your friends. Mm-hmm. You're you're subtle with it. You're giving him the the opportunity to discover it. Yeah. Do you want me to shamelessly plug it with my friends? No, I I haven't done that either. I'd rather shill it to the the Kenyan Twitter followers. I well, that's not going so hot. We're getting a lot of followers, but every time I do, can you guys please listen to our episodes? I don't know if it's because they don't have iPhones, but 
Yeah, they're, they're having trouble finding us, you know? Run that by me one more time. They don't have access to the Apple iTunes store. So That's they... what I think it is, primarily. Oh, no, man. I didn't yeah. realize. You know, the Brazilians, they're big on Androids in Brazil. That's what I'm gathering. I didn't realize Microsoft was dominating that market. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, uh, the developing world. Big on that shit. Well, it is worth mentioning, too, as we uh, transition to the next Gifts of Christmas, uh, that you also have a matching Wita shirt. It's true. I, I got a, a two-for-one because I've been eyeing that shirt for a long time, and I was like, it would also be cool just to have one of those for myself. Now we're both teenage dirt buds. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost wondering if that's like what pushed them over the edge, right? You know, it said in stock on their on their website. And, and they're I, like, oh, great. I wonder if because I ordered two, they're like, oh, God. We've had that one shirt in stock for a couple months now. Yeah. Um, little, yeah, exactly. Uh, Romeo was the sponsor of ICDC College. ICDC? Yeah. It sounds like a... Sounds like a ACDC album. Yeah. I'll pull up the audio for that. Uh-oh. It looks like there's a, a meme compilation. <laughs> now I'm back in school. That's probably what Angus Young was really getting Get at. your GED! Come with me! Hop in class and we'll back to three. Cause it's GED! I'm dynamite! Uh. GED! Gonna get that job! <laughs> like something like that. That's my best Australian, like, uh, heavy metal power vocalist scream I could do. That's pretty good. Yeah. I tried my damnedest on that. So what I get you? What oh, I get you for this Christmas? Is, this is... Oh, what you got me for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you got me also a band t-shirt. Uh, we were on a similar wavelength. Yep, yep. You got me a great Michigander. None other than... Eminem. No. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, which I was stoked about. Um... I you know I've got it his greatest hits album on repeat. Well, I had it on repeat in my Mazda, and now I you don't have a six CD I, I changer anymore. I have a stereo in my car, man. I've been roughing it. But we probably we think about Bob Seger a lot. That's got to count for something. Yeah, and I got YouTube and a Bluetooth speaker, so he's still still on heavy rotation. So you got the Seger, you got the Seger shirt in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Oh, and then also you got me. A Tim Allen autobiography. I did. His second one. Yeah, his first one is too difficult to find. <laughs> well, they said on the cover of the it one says, you got me, it's an author of the best-selling book. It doesn't and say, <laughs> it doesn't say uh, well, like, it, it, Emmy Award-winning <laughs> TV, uh, you know, personality, yeah. or um, America's Father Next Door, or anything like that. Yeah. It says, author of... Don't stand too close to a naked man, Tim Allen. It doesn't say former convicted felon, Tim Allen. Yeah, and you labeled the president to Pope from the mule. And then you put drew a little stick figure. Of a donkey. Yeah, that said that yayo. Yeah. Yeah. And so immediately I was like, cocaine? What could what could this be? And it was oddly shaped like a brick of cocaine. But as soon as I saw Tim Allen, I knew. I got your sweet Jamie Foy deck too. Yes, you did. You did get me a sweet, sweet skateboard deck, which I have yet to figure out where I want to put it. We're going to go thrash. I'll need some grip tape and, and some risers and some trucks and some wheels first, but I'm down to thrash. Okay. All right. I'm going to um been on that offer up, that app. You've been on the offer ups. Mm -hmm. I've, I've used it before, but I've never they're, actually They'll uh, ship stuff it. to your house cheaper than like any website will ship stuff to your house. I don't know how they do it. Really? Must... Offer up? Yeah. Like you can get... 
Like I've seen like skateboard shipped to your house for like ten ninety nine, and I feel like if you bought a complete deck somewhere else, it'd be like twenty dollars shipping. Maybe I don't know, but is shipping anyway. included like in the price, like the asking price? Um, it's a, in addition to I believe, but um, yeah, that was definitely interesting part of the holidays too and i'm just just yeah. happy to be kind of cruising on into 2020 with uh, a song in my heart and uh optimism optimism in my pocket yeah. pocket full of optimism out there yeah i got some big plans for 2020 i don't know about you you know you got big plans for 2020 uh a lot of presidential hopefuls yeah well yep you got that certainly i thought you that this where you were going with different it. transition i was going gotcha when i say the name Sharon Stone. What do you think about? Was she the one who did the leg switch thing? Mm-hmm. In Basic Instinct, she did. <laughs> she definitely did that yeah, in Basic Instinct. Yeah. That, I, I think that's how the world kind of came to know her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that, that early work there. What else do you think about with Sharon Stone? That was pretty much it. Okay, so not like her uh, Golden Globe performance winning act in Casino? No, I never saw Casino. Dude, well, I got it on DVD. It's fantastic. Everyone says, or I've heard some hot takes that some people say it's just like shitty goodfellas i think it's longer it's like west west coast goodfellas yeah i would i i think it is on par with goodfellas certainly um and then also five dollars a day she plays the love interest in five dollars a day oh okay yeah yeah. christopher walken's love interest five dollars a day The babysitter yes yep absolutely um so sharon stone obviously mega famous actress her plan for 2020 was to be on bumble just bumbling around, looking for hot dudes. That was her plan? Well, I'm sorry, where are you reading this? You... Twitter. Oh. I'm, bi- I'm big on Twitter now. That's... Tweeting all the time. At Keys on Twine, if you guys want to follow us. Tweet at us. We're on there. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. So Sharon Stone, you're following her. She's on. She's trying to get on Bumble. So she gets on Bumble and she goes to subscribe for an account. Gets a note back from Bumble that says, Sharon Stone, your account has been blocked because... for impersonating yeah, a fake. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Sharon Stone tweets at Bumble and she goes, hey... Bumble, what's going on? Why are you blocking my account? It's me, Sharon Stone. I'm just trying to bumble around. I want to find some dudes. Now, you know the the hook with Bumble, right? The ladies have the power to message the dudes after the match has been made. Exclusively. Yes. So, as opposed to Tinder where it's the Wild West out there mm-hmm. with messaging first. Yeah. Bumble, the ladies, you know, get to match. The dude gets to match, but... Balls in their balls in her court. Ball is in a Sharon Stone's leg switching over basic instinct court. Yeah. And what I wanted to talk about is where the hell has the world come to in 2020 that Sharon Stone, Golden Globe winning actress, needs to be on Bumble in order to get a dude. There is actually a um Oh, I can't think of the name of it. There's a dating app for people of a certain net worth. Okay. You're talking about like plentyoffish.com? No. Uh, it's plentyoffish.com. Probably, like, probably like really small ponds.com or it's something. Called, it's called tiny, tiny Laguna Beach dwelling pond.com or mm. tiny, tiny Beverly Hills pond.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's those uh, A&E shows and TLC shows like Millionaire Matchmaker and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff's out there, certainly. I don't know that. I didn't realize there was an app. Yeah. But I'm saying, what is Sharon Stone Rich doing on Bumble? People dating app. What is she doing on Bumble? probably uh just trying to like, get fun tweets about her yeah it's probably just like uh you know spark some publicity and then uh you know make jokes to her followers and stuff um uh, luxie i think it is luxie yeah the number one millionaire online match and dating service oh yes well 
If you can't afford the Luxy app, well then perhaps you're not of our dating criteria. Oh, Travis. <laughs> oh, Travis. <laughs> Haven't you tried the Luxy app? You can find the likes of Sharon Stone on it. Travis, why are you trouncing around with these floozies? Didn't you know I met Mummy on Luxy? Dad, I was meeting these broads on Tinder. <laughs> Just flips his visor upside down. Yeah, he's got his visor upside down, bleach tips. He's got a Newport. Frosty. He's got a Newport dangling no, out of his hiding, mouth. he's hiding his noops from his dad. His dad will take away his trust fund if he, if he finds out he's Do you have a trust fund? Of course. Of course. I smoke Newports. Noobs. Um, Luxie, it's free, but I think... Uh, Please note that the Luxie app is not an app for sugar daddy, sugar baby relationships. Oh. Luxie's aim is to help users find real love with like-minded people. If you are ambitious, driven, successful, attractive, or enjoy luxury, and most importantly, are looking for true love. And most importantly, you're a millionaire. Then Luxie will help you find the perfect match. <coughs> Many Luxie users have already found true love, and Luxie's success... Uh, has been featured on numerous national media outlets like CNN, BBC, Business Insider, CNBC, ABC, The New York Times, The Huffington Post. Okay, so who the hell is the ultimate authority on if I'm allowed to be on Luxie or not? Or if any American citizen is allowed to be on Luxie? I continue. Unlike other top dating apps or websites, at Luxie, you have the faith in your own hands and can swipe and browse through our selected potential matches. Luxie executes the most accurate and reliable verification process to guarantee the best user community in the dating app world. So, I'm not sure if there is, like... Like, is Luxie going to ask, like, I need to see your bank statement, I need to see your 401k? Yeah, like, text me your last two uh, pay stubs. Or, like, are we allowed to run a credit report on you? That's super invasive. Well, what I'm saying is, what stops you and I from developing a billionaire dating app? And then now, all the people who wanted to be on Luxie, but, like, they're like, oh, those poor millionaires. We'll go to the billionaire dating app, Biloxi. I was going like, to say Buxy. I think like, Buxy. Yeah, Buxy. Yeah. Got a pile of bucks over here, see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Dude, I'm about to smash this whole bag of Romeo chips. Why are they so good? I think it's because they cover them in sugar as well as salt. So it's oh, got really? the sweet and savory thing going. Yeah, it should be like ingredient probably two on here is sugar. Total sugar is four grams per serving. Yeah, so, so 10 grams ingredient per one, potatoes. That's good. I'm glad it's potatoes. Two, vegetable oil. Got it. They fried them. Three, honey jalapeno seasoning. First ingredient of the honey jalapeno seasoning, sugar. I'm just saying, I bet Romeo's on Luxie. You think he is? Mm-hmm. You think he's swiping at them ladies, though? We probably... Bri- browsing them profiles, rather? He probably got tired of people, or dating girls, like, in his survey courses at ICDC. Yeah. And his GED courses? Yeah, he was, like, tired of his TAs coming on to him. He's like, I'm just trying to get an associates. They're like, Rome, you've been here for six years. They're like... He's like, yeah, I had to go on tour. Are you Master P's son? Mm-hmm. Is it true that little Bow Wow and you used to street race your Lamborghinis when you were 13? Is that true? No, I just made that up, but I bet I wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's like what he's writing his uh, term papers about. Just Tokyo Drifting versus a little Bow Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Wasn't Bow Wow's name Twink in that movie? Oh, mm. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Bear Cub. 
Is it bear cub? No. That's even more. I just I think Twink's Twink's a pretty bad name. You don't want to be called if, if if that's not who you are. I don't think you want to be called that. I'm just saying, which is probably like a really tough name over in Japan or something. Oh, <laughs> um, anyways, you got a you got a topic for us? Uh, hold on, I need to see what his name was. Can I just read off the names of some of the other characters in this? Sure. Because like you know they'll be like oh auto shop bully number one auto shop bully two. Well, Christian Salazar didn't get as lucky. He played chubby Hispanic kid. No. Yeah. Oh, my. Come on. Come on, writers of Tokyo Drift. You can't call someone chubby Hispanic kid. Give him a, give him a name like Eduardo or Juan Pedro. Don't call him chubby Hispanic kid number two. Shad Moss. Shad Moss is Bow Wow. Oh, his name's Twinkie. Twinkie. Okay. Because what? he's soft on the outside and creamy on the inside. Uh, I think he probably just likes Hostess snacks. Well, is Twinkie Hostess or is it Little Debbie's? Is it Little Debbie? I think it's Hostess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, I can't find the, the ICDC commercial that isn't some guy's commentary on why college degrees mean nothing. Which, probably we should just listen to that. Let's just, I'll just give it a shot. I'm intrigued to hear why they think they're worth nothing. Well, this. Oh, someone's remixing. Oh, someone's oh. remixing Education that, Connection. That was yeah, Education Connection or Everest College or something. I think that's Education Connection. I got my degree in. I've been working for an hourly wage. I went to high school, didn't do great. Still, I gotta make more cash. More education is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. But now we got to see which college is right for me. Went on the internet, Yale. Found education connection, Cornell. I took some free tests to find out my direction. Northwestern. Taking all my classes online. Harvard. Get my degree on my own time. Dartmouth. Education connection. Match me with the right college for free. Um, I was just gonna Stanford. I, okay, I was gonna I was gonna go send a submarine down there. Okay, uh, I found a southeastern video. Florida State University Christian College of Ohio. There you go. That's a submarine I was gonna send. The Rhode Island Institute of Design. Nice. Rhode Island School of Design? I don't know. R-I-S-O-D. Resad. I don't know. All I know is that their mascot, his name is Scrody. This <laughs> is Scrody. Tell me, what, what does Scrody look like? Uh, male anatomy. Scrody the scrotum? Yes. You've never seen this? Wait, like, are you talking they about... let the students, they, it was like the school of design, right? And they had no mascot and they let the students pick. You know, whenever you let the internet I pick. I thought you were talking about that TV show or that movie called Accepted. Like, no, that's yeah. uh, South Harmon Institute of Technology. Yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. And they were the sandwiches. This is the Rhode Island School of Design. And they are Scrody called... Scrody the Scrotum? Yeah. Rhode Island School of Scrody. Okay, you want to come look at a picture of him? Honestly, just educate us. This is him at a hockey game. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> it's a, yeah, Pope it's a, a young, aspiring designer. Yeah, it's a, it's someone just standing in a dick costume. 
Uh, let's hear what Romeo's got to say about ICDC, and then we'll delve into the scrotes. Free computers. It's wait. It's your time to go to college. Call ICDC College and change your life today. It's happening over at ICDC College. This is your future. Don't waste it. Let's make a move. Roll on up to ICDC College. I say ICDC. I College. College, college, college. Yeah, and then he does a little dance. Yeah. Barbecuing with my honey up in there. Yeah, dude. So, uh, of those majors he listed, like... Uh, Homeland addi- Security. Crime scene investigation? Addiction counseling? Dude. <gasps> what do you think Romeo got... He said he went there. Okay. What do you think he got his degree I at? like to think he did crime scene investigation, and instead of getting, like, a um, a degree in, like, forensic pathology, or, like, getting a degree in, like, a forensic uh, entomology, or something like that, um, I like to think that he actually went and got this ICDC college degree in forensic... Uh, like sciences, whatever they said, and that he just rolls up to the NYPD or the LAPD and is like, yo, ICDC grad. And they're like, oh shit. Rome? Romeo? <laughs> and you got an ICDC degree? So yeah. then now he's running crime scenes. Well, he, he he said his parents always taught him the importance of a good education. Now, yeah. Master P, I think he's a, he's a student of the streets. Um, Master P, I think, is like a self-made millionaire many times over. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I remember at one point... On MTV Cribs, he had a black marble ceiling with gold leaf, and he's like, I had to fly that in from Italy. And I'm just like... Money well spent on yeah, ceilings. of yeah. course. I mean, the man had, like, gold, gold tanks in his music videos. Like, yeah. he's he's a very wealthy guy. Mm-hmm. Now, to instill in your children, like, a man who Education. didn't go to, like, secondary school, or, I mean, a, a man who didn't go to, like, a university or college... Sure. To instill that kind of... You're saying, son, you got to go take algebra. College algebra. That's going to teach you how how many granite tiles with gold leaf you got to fly in from Italy to put on your ceiling. He's like, without that college algebra class, I was lost. Yeah, because Master P was probably crunching the numbers on that himself. He was crunching the numbers on how many more dope tracks he's got to pump out to pay for them marble ceilings. Yeah. But anyways, I think Romeo shows up LAPD, and now he's running crime scenes for these guys. He walks into, like, a really heinous, like, execution-style murder, and it was done with a forty-five. He walks up with a pencil. You always see him pick up the forty-five shell casing with a pencil. He drops it in a bag of chips. What chips? Wrap snacks. Because the wrap snacks, all of the sugars and salts in there, actually preserves the bullet. Okay. Preserves the casing. So this has a second secondary purpose. Yes. That's pretty cool. See, what I was thinking is, like, you know how, like, people whistle when they work? Like, um... You think he's just, like, he's just, like, taking crime scene photos? Like, Taylor, he's like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but instead of that, he's just freestyle rapping, like, as he's taking crime scene photos and stuff? And they're like, hey, Romes, that's pretty unprofessional. (laughs) Like, this is, um, this is a quadruple homicide here. And he's just w- zippity doo don around. Yeah, that's like the greenest guy on the force. And then the lead detective comes <laughs> over and he goes, let him work. Let him work. Yeah. He's got the ICDC degree. Yeah. ICDC. 
That's badass. You know what? I, mm, I'd i be interested in talking to ICDC and finding out what esteemed alumnus Romeo uh, Master P got his degree in. That would be cool. Um, uh, best of luck to you, Rome. And uh, I would watch that reality show, just saying. I would. I mean, even if you got the addiction counseling um, oh, dude. degree, I would Romeo watch. Romeo's working for Dr. Drew. Yeah, like Celeb Rehab with Romeo Miller. It'd be pretty cool. Now, tell me why you're addicted to uh, you know, just opiates, addicted to crystal meth, and they're just like, I'm just chasing the dragon, Rome. They're just chasing the dragon. He's like, yo, listen. They're like, Rome, you don't know anything about this. Like, you, You've never been addicted to anything before, and Rome's like, you know, I've seen some shit, man. It's like I was addicted to money, rhyming. My Lambo I had when I was 14. Yeah, driving really fast, underage. Nickelodeon. He was addicted to Nickelodeon, yeah. That's why they got Metal him off. Home. They got him off that real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's the father of Jamie Lynn Spears' child? He's the father of Jamie Lynn Spears' no, child? Do we know he isn't? I mean, if he's a forensic pathologist, I'm sure he could run a couple... Uh, a couple of tests. A couple of paternity tests. <laughs> ICDC, that's probably the first... Uh, I don't even know... That's probably the first class. I don't even know where that place is. I it's s- everywhere. I assume they you could- send you the pathology kits, and okay. they say go collect DNA well, they from give your you best a free friends. Co- they give you a free computer. What kind of computer do you think it is? Do you think it was an e machines? It's probably like a. I mean, if you're out working like Desktop that, it's pro- gateway. No, if you're out working that kind of that kind of beat, it's probably a tough book. <laughs> tough books are expensive. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, and they're very expensive. Yeah, and then probably buy them, refurbish them, and then ship them out to all their. Uh, I'm saying they send you Student like body. an old gateway that, that that like gateway's been trying to unload for ten years. I mean, if you want to Windows ninety eight, if you want to teach someone patience, yeah, just <laughs> really give them like some Windows ninety five and like, like you just you you had to take a class called Patience two two o three, yeah, and yeah, half of it just like if you can just sit there and wait for your gateway to load successfully for an entire semester and not throw it, if you could successfully sign your gateway back in and it turns on, you've passed. Patience 203. Like software that's recognizable on like older operating systems. Like you can't you can't weasel your way out of it. You have to use Word 2000. Yeah. Excel 2000. Um anyways, uh do you want me to read the um do you want me to read the the untold dark story of Scrody? Sure. This is just a Tell me this is something you, you This is a Reddit post. Okay. From The Dark Story of Scrody. From our college basketball. So this this could be fun. And we're back. All right. Um, I, I glossed over the uh, the dark, untold story of Scrody, and it's not that darker and un, untold. Uh, um, essentially, this guy was saying that he was looking up. Um, sorry, this guy was looking up the University of Rhode Island um, mascot. Um, because he was like, oh, it's so similar to the UNC mascot and their colors. It's like they kind of ripped them off and their fight song is pretty similar. And then he said, he typed in Rhode Island mascot, Scrody pops up because, you know, it's kind of like an internet uh, phenomenon. And then, um, 
Uh, he muttered to himself, it can't be that. He did some more digging, discovered a boatload of information about Scrody, the official mascot of the Rhode Island School of Design, RSID, in close proximity to D1 programs like Yale, Providence, and URI. Uh, it's a world-class institution for areas like fashion and art, but not surprisingly, doesn't care much for sports, so they treat athletics ironically. So Scrody, which is a human dressed up in a giant penis and testicle suit, is naturally an extension of that attitude. Uh, making a further play on the mascot, the school calls the basketball team the Balls, uh, and their chant is Go Nads, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to see, do, 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 uh, the Balls preferred slogan is when the heat is on, the balls stick together. And then they got a little video of the hockey team and, uh, Scrody just, just running around. <laughs> So endearing. Yeah, uh, not that dark. Literally just like a... I thought it was going to be talking about people like, you know, living on Skid Row and getting pulled out of the, uh, pulled out of there by like some guy whose nickname was like Scrody, you know, like he had just like had a really terrible nickname, but he helped these people improve their lives. Boom. They go on to become successful artists, found Rhode Island School of Design, and then they name the school's mascot after him, but it turns out just the internet. See, I thought it was going to be like a Rudy situation. Scrody, Scrody, like a, a giant guy in a dick costume comes out and just he's just tackling dudes. Yeah, like he didn't have what it takes to make this like small design school's hockey team. Yeah, but he was on the practice squad. Uh-huh. But he was, you know, just hitting clappers with the boys, like mm-hmm. the best of them every day while wearing a dick costume. Yeah, and then finally someone gets injured and like the... They're like, Scrody, suit up. In the D3, you know, quarterfinals. Semis. Semis. Semifinals. Not even. No, like you know, D3. He's out there. They're on a power play. No, they're already down Scrody's nine. At the, the, game's, the game's over. Like, you know oh. what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't. They didn't have a, a hope or a prayer to win this season, even at the beginning. Like, even though this is moving. Okay. But it's just about, you know, going the distance. It's like Rocky. Sure. Someone gets injured. Scrody's the only one that knows the power play. They put him in. Instead of screaming at the end of Rocky, like looking for... Uh, Adrian? Adrian. Who do you think Scrody's screaming for at the end of the puck game? Oh, God, I don't even know. Do you have something in mind? <laughs> not that's tasteful enough to put on our podcast. Certainly not. Our super tasteful podcast. It's so tasteful. Anyways. Do you have a good topic for us today? <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Christmas recap. We already did that. Oh, uh, here's one that kind of ties into the whole Romeo uh, angle. Okay. What's the worst college course you ever had to take? Ooh, worst college? (sighs) Yeah. Well, if I had to take it twice, does that count? Oh, it definitely counts. Okay, so um, I was one, no, two anthropology credits shy of being able to graduate on time. Didn't end up graduating on time anyways. Um, but that's a story for another day. Two anthropology credits being away from uh, being able to graduate on time. And um, the only anthropology class left was three credits. I'm like, perfect. I can take this thing. And it was uh, Women's Health International. International Women's Health. International Women's Health. So um, turns out uh, the class is all about women's health. Specifically anthropology credits, though? Yeah. Like, not, like, applied sciences or anything? So, it was social science credits, but I had already taken, like, 
I already taken a bunch of poli sci and already taken a bunch of something else. Like I needed to get anthropology or psych or sociology credits. It was like one of those three. Um, anyways, I was one, it was like a big lecture halls, like, you know, 200 people in there. And of the 200 people in there, there's probably like six dudes. Um, one being myself. And uh, none of those other dudes really came to class too often. And it was really tough to be there sitting in, like, man-hating international when, like, all the women are just, like, shooting you nasty, like, nasty glares. And, like, the professor would even, like, say, like, the men are keeping these women down in Mali. And they're keeping these women down in Ukraine. And they're keeping these women down in Uganda. And it's these misogynistic or, you know, misogynistic societies and, like, all this kind of stuff. And it was like... Oh man, it's like I it's hot. It is getting hot in here yeah. and it's not the temperature cuz there's a lot of a lot of cold blood pumping through these ladies veins. I was uh this is a real small, small classroom then. You said six dudes, but I'm assuming like No, it was, it was a lecture hall, but I'm saying I was like the only dude in there. Oh gosh. So anyways, I didn't go to class except for the exams for the most part. I try to keep up with it online, the stuff they post online. And um show for these exams and like it must have been a lot of shit she talked about in her lectures because it wasn't hardly any stuff she'd post online. <laughs> and so I would just go, like, if question one was, like, A, B, C, D, I would just try to, like, circle the most ludicrous answer. And that was good enough to get a C on some of the tests, but the problem is... Circle the most ludicrous answer? You didn't do, like, process of elimination? So I'd usually, like, eliminate the answers to me that were logical-sounding. I would eliminate the ones that sounded logically. Circle the most ludicrous one. It was good enough to get Cs on some of the exams. Well, the problem is the last two exams, I think, I bombed. Like, got an F, and when you get a bunch of Cs, and you're not there to get, like, the in-class points, and you get a couple Fs on the exams, you don't fail. Yeah. So naturally, this class I hated. Yeah. Because it was just a man hating class. It was bad. Just yeah. a man hating class. And you in turn hated it. And I in turn hated it. I had to take it again. Ooh, so goodness. I didn't have it reflective on my grade GPA. replacement. Grade replacement. So the next time, I actually went to class, sat there, I took notes, and ended up getting like a B. I got out of there with a B or something like that. But it turns out, yeah, a lot of it was just you circle like the most like out there answer you can think of. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get into it too much, but there's one example I have in my head that, like, they're sitting there and they're teaching it in <laughs> class. And I'm saying, how on God's green earth is that possible? And how is this going to be on the test? And sure enough, they turn around and they go teach it on the test. Yeah, I had a couple not – I wasn't in that particular yeah, What course. was the worst class you had? Uh, well, I just, just going off of what you're saying, I took some sociology classes where I would sit there in the lectures and, like, read the – powerpoint slides yeah. and i just be like oh boy <laughs> and then i would oh, know man. yeah I, i'd know we have like a paper coming up and i'd be like i hope i never you know no one ever unsurfaces this paper because i just lie my way through it oh my gosh i wrote i i have wrote some things that i do not agree with at all just to get like a b do you like, know what i mean oh my god yeah i had plenty plenty of classes where i knew and i get like a, a comment or a note and it'd be like not exactly right but I, you know, good effort. I'm saying we're like, <laughs> some of my professors, like, in these classes were like socialists, like straight up, like socialism or like straight up, um, like probably leaning. You gotta like, play to the professor. Exactly. Like, like, 
I had this one dude, I swear he was an anarchist. Like, yes. dude, it was a trip. Anarchist was like, dude, you're working <laughs> at a state and federally funded <laughs> research <laughs> university right now. And he's just like, yeah, man, we just need to, like, burn down the government buildings, man. Like, dude, burn it down. It's like, dude, this is Michigan State University, okay? Dude, if you read papers from classes I took in the same semester, you'd think I was schizophrenic. <laughs> No, I absolutely. I wrote those papers just to get the just to get the grade. I know you think I'd have like bipolar too, because I would be spouting something in one course and then completely contradict myself on a paper I turned in two days later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a different class with a different professor. Yeah, exactly. And just lean into it. And I'm like, (sighs) yeah, you got to lean into it hard. Got to get those grades. Got to lean into it hard. Oh God. So like, I actually had one professor. That because I had a couple classes where like I actually tried to put my foot down and like stand up for, you know, my my point of view. Like I took an art history course and we had to write a paper on Rothko's number fourteen. Rothko, uh, a minimalist painter, like he will uh, modern uh, modern art. He will just paint the top half of the canvas blue, and the bottom half orange. Let's go, Matt. And he'll do it. You know. Eight feet by like six feet. I think there was even an episode about of Mad Men covering this exact topic. Like uh, Sterling bought a a uh, Rothko painting, painting, and everyone's like, you know, they spend the whole episode. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't get it. Blah blah blah. But I literally wrote a paper where I was just <laughs> like, I don't think this is art, and I like I put my foot down, and the teacher was like, You're wrong. It's definitely art. Yeah. It's two colors. And, you know, I'm not giving you a grade on that paper. I just dropped the class. That was like the first week. I was like, I'm not. I will not succeed in this class if I have to bullshit my way through every single assignment. Dude, you are a stronger man than me. Because I was going to tell a story on the opposite side of that. The book behind you, it's called Once Upon a River. It's about a... It, so I was taking this class. It's on Michigan literature. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who wrote Once Upon a River off the top of my head. But um, basically, it's a semi-true story um, like uh, about a girl who grows up in an impoverished Kalamazoo household, living out in the sticks somewhere near Kalamazoo, um, along the Kalamazoo River. And it's like her, um, she has like really bad at home life. So she basically goes to the woods to live and she lives with uh, several men, you know, while she's growing up as a teenager and then like into adulthood. And it's basically her trying to survive the different men in her life. And, like, how this impoverished life, although she doesn't have a lot, it's still beautiful at its core and it's simple at its core. Um, And I I said that was my interpretation to our professor. And he's like, you think that she is happy out there living in the mud and living in the sticks and living in her little shack? And I'm like, yeah, she's certainly happier. No, I'm just saying, like, she, she wasn't liking living with this man, and their relationship went awry, and they had a falling out, and they broke up, and now she's living in the shack, and she's saying, yep, I've just got my, my food that I keep in the, um, my food that I just keep in the, uh, the pantry, and I've got my gun that's always loaded in case there's a deer in the yard so I can shoot it and eat it, and, um, you know, I go out and I gather berries, and it's just like a very simple life, and that's, that's all I have, but it's, you know, it's what I need to subsist. And, you know, I, sometimes I go read books and it just seems like a very simple life, almost like how people would live in the, you know, 1800s or something like that. And like, I never heard her say like, I'm distraught or I never heard her say like, I I hate this from my recollection, but my professor was adamant that I was wrong. So the next paper I wrote, I'm like, 
she hates it, it's the worst, it's and like, men put her here, and like all this shit, whatever my professor needed to make it work, got an A in that paper. Nice job, man. Thanks. So you finally changed your tune. Oh yeah, no, like you're, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that if anyone goes and unearths these old papers we wrote, whew, we're in some serious trouble. Like, so, I'm glad I'm never running for public office, because someone could like pull, pull so much stuff and just be like, Look at this paper well, Pope Calhoun wrote. On, on April 4th, you seem to have socialist ideas. And <laughs> on April 6th, uh, you didn't change your tune. And then you just tell them like, yeah, I watched a really good Netflix doc that night, man. Yeah, man. Watched some Illuminati documentaries, really mm-hmm. blew my lid. Yeah. And then I got deep into anarchy two days later. Speak- burn it all down. <laughs> yeah, burn it all down, man. Speaking of uh, anarchy and burning it all down, you remember that meme from uh, 2019 about storming uh, Area 51? Area 51? Yes. I thought of a good one to, to do for 2020 okay. and just make a Facebook group called Take All Your Money Out of the Banks and you set a certain <laughs> day. <laughs> Take all your money out of the banks and you just start. Yeah, you I was, start the FDIC. Insurance. I was watching. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, oh my god, it's a wonderful life over break, and I was like, that would be like a funny Facebook group and a funny Uncle George. Where's funny, the money? Funny me, no, Uncle start. Billy. Where's the money? Oh, Billy, where's the money, Billy? Now listen up, you wretched old man. You're gonna tell me where you left that money. See, you're drunk. Oh, Billy, you're 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 ruining me. Every time a bell rings, Uncle Billy loses all the money. <laughs> Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, I just think like it could get traction. I think we could get at least several hundred people to like that. But it would also be cool, like the FDIC, just like you had the Air Force come out and like, listen, guys, please do not storm <laughs> Area Fifty One. Like, please, we will be forced to use. We will be forced to use authorized deadly force to stop you from entering. Please, for the love of God, do not come to Area Fifty One. Yeah. You'd have the FDIC saying, "Well, we can't tell you not to pull all your money from the banks, but." Please don't. Yeah. What if we say everybody pull your money from the banks and then put it in a big pile and we'll take care of it for you mm-hmm. because we're trying to get the United States off the dollar. Yeah. And Crypt- back to the bartering system. Crypto. Yeah. You're going straight crypto, baby. <laughs> yeah. Barter system would be interesting. I used to have like uh, trade a couple of clams, a couple of shiny smooth shells. For well, some I real mean, estate. like th- my first uh, experiences or my first like memories with a computer growing up or like Oregon Trail. So I just loved the barter system my whole life, you know? Like Five pounds of salted pork for more bullets and gunpowder, baby. For an axle. I feel like we've talked about Oregon Trail in one of our episodes. I think we sang the same song. We probably just talked about it in real life. What a profession would you pick in Oregon Trail always? Like, would you just pick banker well, shamelessly banker. because of the money? Yeah, or would, or were you banker was like, man? I mean, that was, I mean, you got a lot of dollars there. Doctor was another good one because you start out with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. People would get sick less frequently, even though I think medical school back in the day was about like maybe. It was certainly more expensive than ICDC. Well, I'm just saying like it was quick. Like you go to medical school, like you go, you sit down, they have you read the uh, Old Ben's Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, it's like, if it's broken, cut it off. If yeah. it's fixable, sew it up and then cut it off later. Cut it off later. <laughs> Still cut it off. Drink this laudanum. Mm-hmm. Drink this uh, laudanum. I'm pretty sure that was basically like opium, like drinkable opium. I was gonna say laudanum? like yeah, they had, I was gonna say drink this cocaine. Drink this mercury. Eat this mercury pill. <laughs> well, it'll certainly kill whatever's in your stomach. Sweat it out. <laughs> 
um, was it? They'd be like administer teaspoons of flaxseed oil, or it's like, um, what was it? Bloodletting. Oh, I don't think bloodletting was on Oregon. You know, trail. George Washington died from bloodletting. I thought he died because he uh, was just really old. No, they they tried. They he got sick. The president they got, well, he wasn't president anymore, but he got the s- president emeritus. Yeah, he got sick, and they just drained him too much blood. Man, if that isn't a uh, if that isn't a social commentary on what we do to our presidents after they're after they're gone, other than Jimmy Carter. Jim Carter's still kicking pretty good. He, like, single-handedly eradicated some uh, disease, like some worm from Africa. Like some um, parasite. Like that Really? Was, that was his, like, sole cause after his uh, presidency, and he, like, single-handedly eradicated it. Well, he's also out building homes for Habitat for Humanity all the time. Yeah. Uh, I saw a good, he uh, allegedly, anytime he takes a flight, like he goes and shakes everyone's hand on the flight. Okay. And I saw some comedian have a take where they're like, I don't want to shake your your dirty ass hand. <laughs> That's not very nice. And he's like, I wouldn't touch half the people on this plane and now you're forcing me to. <laughs> he's oh. like, I can't deny it like a, like a former president. You're, say, you're saying because it's not that he wouldn't touch Jimmy Carter's hand, it's that Jimmy Carter just shook hands with everybody from rows one a all the way back to rows 57 d yeah and i think it was um yeah there's 250 hands that just shook jimmy carter's hand there yeah i think it was Especially if he's in the middle i think row. it was comedian kumail nanjiani and he was like yeah and the brown guy can't deny <laughs> on a plane shaking a president's hand um but uh maybe i'm wrong i think it says right here that george washington passed away from a throat infection Bummer. I thought he got an infection from his wooden teeth or something like that. That's very possible. I'll, Maybe his I'll wooden teeth cut open his mouth and that was gave him his infection in his mouth and throat. They should have followed rule one of the almanac. Cut it off. Cut off the mouth. Well, they should have just gotten... He shouldn't have had the teeth. So you know how... Um, he was buried four days later in the family vault at Mount Vernon. Do you think the family vault, like, uh, anyone's ever lost a passcode to it? Like, so Martha Washington killed over, like, a couple weeks later and, like, oh, shit, somebody changed the vault code. Yeah, they're like, oh, God, oh, what was it? And he's like, I think it's the year that we founded America. And she's like, oh, God, what year was that? She's like, <laughs> like, the year that we actually won the Revolutionary War or the year they wrote that declaration thingy? God damn it, George. So... I've got a question for you. Learn the gruesome details of President George Washington's final hours. Uh, what's the question, my man? So I wanted to I wanted to spin it off when you're talking about either one the worst class you've ever taken, two um, Oregon Trail because like Oregon Trail was on a lot of like our elementary school computers, mm-hmm. and then I was gonna try to like segue it into like you know U.S. history class or something like that. But um, you remember the Magic School Bus? Yeah. Carlos. Yeah. What do you think was the best magic school bus trip, the best magic school bus field trip that never happened, that we never got to see, but it happened? I mean, they went inside of Arnold. So, yeah, they took some chances. I mean, that must have been a heavy, heavy duty permission slip for Arnold's mom to sign. Oh, dude, there were no slips going out. 
You think Miss Frizzle was was getting occupied by paperwork? I'm saying I don't think Miss Frizzle was tenured, so I think that she absolutely had the kids sign permission slips for all that shit. Or maybe he, she just had the parents sign a big one at the beginning of the year saying whatever whatever Miss Frizzle says goes in that dojo of the classroom. Dude, what what was that principal doing where he didn't like he wasn't he wasn't knocking on room four oh two to see he if the didn't kids catch were even still on in that there. the kids were gone every day every day okay who was approving Mrs Frizzle's freaking lesson plan at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna take kids inside of one of my students' bodies well no no I, I'm saying that of, of course the Who's administration of course the administration had no idea what was going on but you think they wouldn't like catch wind somehow. Like, these kids are going on all oh, these These kids adventures. are yapping in the lunchroom. They're like, and then we went in Arnold's dude. <laughs> went in Arnold's lower intestine. Yeah, then we were in a spleen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Just a- bouncing, the, bouncing the magic school bus off of his appendix. And thank God he sneezed him out, because what's the alternative? Well, then he's going to shit him out. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were going to see how uh, the city sewer works. Yeah, they didn't even really get to see the full gastric uh, track. Yeah, they got to the bottom of the stomach and probably turned right around and came out. Mm-hmm. I swear, they got injected into someone's bloodstream one time. They doubled down? I thought that was Arnold. Didn't he eat him in a sandwich, right? And then he sneezed <sighs> him out at the end? I think so, but I'm saying, like, they were also in a dude's bloodstream. Because there was a white blood cell that tried to kill them. I think that might be an episode of Arnold the Aardvark. Are you talking about the the one where he scrapes his knee up at the at the the dump, and then they go inside his bloodstream, and the white blood cells are fighting the the infection, like, like the rust cells. Uh huh. Maybe. Yeah, and he gets like a tetanus shot, and then yeah, they maybe like I was call, doing a they get juiced up. Uh, Channel Eleven PBS crossover yeah, or something. That there might be it. But anyways, most what? What was the best field trip that they didn't go on, or that they did go on, but PBS said, Ah, Miss Frizzle, we gotta. Got to shut her down. We can't show that. So my, uh, jog my memory. Was it also a time machine? I'm I'm sure we could have made it a time machine at some point. To my knowledge, it was not it a time machine. It went to like space. It could shrink. Oh, it yeah. went underwater. The desert. They just shrunk it down and then all of a sudden you're like a little rabbit in the desert. Also, like... Oh, it, uh, if, if we're If we're to assume this isn't just like the wild imaginations of the students in her class... And that, that Miss Frizzle is actually sitting on a technology She's that could the be- bus. Well, that could benefit the entire world. Oh, the what a to- selfish, awful person. Does she think that these sixteen kids are going to go off and have all this like experience and like uh, no, future and, sh- and change Nobel the- Peace Prize winners, right? And change the world, their immediate world, and that's going to have some <laughs> kind of domino effect across like the the global population. Yeah. Or could she just like allow everyone to have those experiences and maybe I don't know change the scope of what we think is physically possible? Well, I think let's not call her selfish. Let's say that Mrs. Frizzle was probably mentally ill. I, I, per, yeah, 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 for sure, she's mentally ill. So for sure, it's not her fault, but it is her responsibility. You know what I mean? Also, talk about like leaning into your teacher's like teaching method and having to play up into their interests and stuff. Like yeah. we were talking about in college. Yeah. Can you imagine just being like an introvert who just kind of wants to like read the text the and, and, and and like regurgitate the information to pass the tests? And now every Arnold, day, every day, 
you have to go on these these grandiose field trips. Dangerous ass field so trips. So dangerous. To go to fucking space? Oh my god. People who get sent to space are like colonels and the Air Force are colonels in the army. Or shit, they're like the best and brightest from uh like an Ivy League school that got picked up into the NASA program or mm-hmm. something like Never that. Never smoked a cigarette in their life. Never know? smoked a cigarette in their life. Unless it was a new Can port. run six miles in any altitude. Yeah. And then here are these children that are getting... Training to, you know, to training for the G-forces necessary to leave orbit. Dude, they, they got no fucking training. No. Mrs. Frizzle threw them on I've them. been on field trips where I forgot to pack a fucking lunch, let alone bring a breathing apparatus. Yeah. And they don't know what trip they're going on that day. Miss Frizzle? She's, she's off the cuff. Miss <laughs> Frizzle has she's a bad She's like, oh, Arnold's got a stomach bug. Well, we're going to go inside of him. <laughs> that wasn't planned. You're talking about lesson plans. Like, this lady isn't just, like, forgot to take her Zoloft. Oh, man. Dude, I think <laughs> instead of taking Zoloft, it's probably a psychoactive. Yeah, she just, like, yeah, she forgot to refill her lithium. Yeah, she's just like... <laughs> What the deal? What's the deal with that fucking little lizard she's got running around too? Is his name Spike? I was like, I don't know what it was. Lizzie. This is probably Frizzy and Lizzie. I'll pull it up. I'm just saying. That thing is like, it's more intelligent than some of the children in that class. He like helps them out. It's a fucking reptile, dude. Yeah. So I'm saying that she has made reptiles smart enough to function as members of society. Dude, how did she stumble across the school bus? Am I left uh, to assume it's like a uh, like a Transformers kind of situation where like they kind of found each other and they both needed each other? I like to think that it was the school bus that the Grateful Dead like used to tour on, and okay. that the school bus is just full of so many psychoactive drugs. Yes, that that is how they are accomplishing all these magical feats. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if they have a voice actor for the fucking. Miss Valerie Frizzle. But I think um, a really good Magic School Bus episode could have been Prison. Okay, I was see, I was gonna say, it was it a time machine? Can she like put, you know, them in the Civil War or something? Do you know what I mean? She'd be like, "We used to put children your age on the front lines." Oh, as little drummer boys, like the Magic School Bus becomes the drum rack. What's You're talking about books we had to like get through in school. What's Mac Ready? Is that one called like Red Cap or something? Yeah, Red Cap. Yeah, just like them, like in a POW camp, just like starving and stuff. That's why I was saying prison. Yeah, okay. It's like so you take the kids into prison, and maybe they become like a shiv or something, or maybe they become like the new guy in prison to get like passed around a little bit you know oh wow from gang to gang carlos like, yeah. yeah are you assuming that carlos would be for sure the one well he because he carlos always, would go to jail well here's the thing he always makes the most inappropriate joke at the most inappropriate time and i think that could lead him into a little bit of trouble behind bars okay so you're saying carlos would get put in protect, protective custody and that's what we're going to teach the children about um solitary confinement yeah he'd have the littlest cell in the big house Okay. Okay. I was kind of thinking that we could make them, like, the badge on a corrections officer. So they're, like, just kind of, like, seeing the horrors of prison every day. Did they... Dude, I I played the games more than I watched the show, to be completely honest. They had games? Yeah, like, when... Like, when I was in the computer lab growing up, in school, we either played Oregon Trail, which was, like, a unit in one of our history courses... 
or okay. How did we would go captured? like do the magic school bus underwater game and i'd learn about marine biology and like cleaning up the ocean i feel like that's almost as dangerous as taking kids to space because one little leak in that uh that american-made school bus all those kids are dead it's true. 20,000 feet under, there's no way you can surface that school bus fast enough to get yeah, you're up put, there safely. You're putting a lot of uh, putting a lot of faith in in the sealant on those like 60-year-old windows. Yeah, for sure. And like imagine if it's like not rated to the pressure of being 20,000 feet under the under the water. Cuz I think they were like going into like the marina trench and stuff and they were looking at like those those uh those bugs that have, or excuse me, those fish that have the little glow lights on their head. Yeah, yeah, like that's a Mar- deep. Mariana's trench. Yes. Yeah. Was that called the Marina Trench? Something like that. I thought it was Mariana's. It probably is. Um. Either way, I mean, they, that's some deep shit. Like the pressure down there, psi. We're talking. It would crush that school bus. Uh, yeah, dude. I I can't uh, I can't remember a single school bus I was on. In, in growing up that had working shock absorbers let alone like the maintenance was up to date yeah yeah like it smoked when it went the the 20 you know minutes to, you never saw to kids school. like putting gum under the seat inside the magic school bus i'm saying mrs frizzle kind of ran a tight ship with that that's why i think it might have been no like one's a- leaving the garbage no one's leaving their lunch sack like on the school bus like the, those kids actually respected the bus is what i'm getting at I would just like to see that show continue, like, after 3.30 p.m., and it's, like, her going to her psychiatrist, and she's just like, so, Valerie, you know, how have you been feeling? And she's just like, great, great, I'm feeling great, great. Do you think she does, like, a Sopranos thing with the That's psychiatrist? Like, she and just she just picks apart the psychiatrist's yeah. life? and then uh, she's like, um, I spoke to the pharmacist, and he said, you haven't been back to fill your prescription. And she's just like... Well, that that's crazy because I had them with me right here, right here, and then uh, it she's, just it just comes to light that like time. yeah, she hasn't even been going to school. God knows where she's been. And, she just okay. abducted the children. Uh-huh. She's got a bus full of kids. She's just driving them around. <laughs> oh, but they're also they're like in Cleveland or something, and the cops are like really busy all the time. So like they can't even find this school bus full of children that's been reported missing for like three years, four years. <laughs> And then, yeah, she actually is just following the Grateful Dead on tour. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That would be good is if they put that on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Um, do you got another one? If not, I got a, I think a good segue. No, we're at a we had an 107 mark. Okay, that's cool. Um, if you want to do one more quick one, I got to use the bathroom real quick. We can save some of these for next week. All right. One thing to close this out here, uh, I know I've been plugging the Twitter at Keys on Twine all the time. If you also could please on our uh, iTunes page there, leave us a, a comment or a review with a comment. That would actually really help us out. The more I learn about uh, how the algorithm works to put our uh, podcast up in the uh, the podcast rankings. And that's so when people, when they just search for something, that's one of the topics we've talked about. So we would appear in that first couple of rows rather than way at the end. Um, a lot of it comes down to your reviews. So each and every one of you fantastic listeners could take the time to rate and uh, also write us a nice little review. You don't have to use a real name. You can use a nickname on there. That would mean the absolute world to us. Uh, and with that, I think we can close it out. Thanks, Pope. Yeah. See you guys next week. Rolling out the courthouse. Friday night. X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila, and a lime. Gonna kick my feet up. Keys on time.
You're listening to the Keys on Twine podcast with your hosts, Pope Calhoun and the good Kevin. That's a wrap.